Thank you for joining us on Love That Voiceover, where we explore the people and projects behind the microphone in depth. I am your chic geek unique host, Love That Rebecca. Hi, this is the big gun, Ed Victor. Keep listening to Love That Voiceover with Rebecca. I know I will. Here we are, everybody, you fabulous, beautiful, wonderful listeners of Love That Voiceover. Have my special treat, my phenomenal friend, John Bailey, the phenomenal voice actor, here with us again today. Thank you for having me. Oh, listen to that. Wow. Um, so you learned all of these different voices and, you know, that's called mimicking sometimes, but you sound like you've turned it into your own life. It's like the other, but it's not really the other anymore. True? Yeah, well, yeah, they started off as imitations and then with uh, just some fine tuning, fine tuning, and it really didn't come from coaches, actually. It came from just producers that I worked with. They just tweaked here and there until they got something that they really liked that came became what they called the moneymaker voice, and then that's just the one I use. So Fantastic. Uh, yeah. And I wanted to also mention in doing some of my research for this little chat that we're having, I listened to some of John's work as the movie trailer voice. Um, like action adventure, I guess horror, and then there's this other voice for the the romantic comedy side. Can you give us the flavor of those two next to each other? Is that easy for you to do? Yeah, well, there's there's two different versions of the romantic comedy voice, but the horror action that's all very similar. It's that's just variations of the same voice, but it's usually um, uh, one that I did recently. The Call on Blu-ray and DVD, rated PG-13, and uh, that one. If it's a horror movie, then it's way lower, like The Last Exorcism, rated R. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, so it's, uh, and if it's a lighter, you know, if it's more like 21 Jump Street on Blu-ray and DVD, you know, it's the same voice, it's just different pitches, really. Yeah. Uh, and then the romantic comedy voice is just, uh, it's just a softer version, but there's two different versions that they usually get me to do. There's the one that I call the ABC Family Guy voice. The Smurfs on Blu-ray and DVD. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then there's a, a the other one's this basically the Hal Douglas. It's the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, part two. <laughs> Is he the one so, that did the Up trailer? I feel like he did that. No, one. that's Tom. Tom Kane does most of the family trailer. He's the one that does all the family trailer movies. Uh, yeah, he's oh. usually the Pixar guy. So yeah, Tom Kane does most of those. Oh God, I love and that. If it's, stuff. And if it's funny, then he'll do something like Harold and Kumar Christmas special. You know, he does. That's <laughs> great. It's, it's funny. Yeah, but yeah, that's the ones that he usually does uh hal douglas is the one that did the cloudy with the chance of meatballs uh he's also did the uh, the odd life of timothy green that's great um yeah well, let's, he, uh, let's you know, talk a couple of, let's let's unveil some of the mystery in terms of movie trailer voices because this is a subject of much discussion between male voiceover talent and since i'm a female i can jump in the fray and you know not be really involved <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what I mean, if I should characterize it, I will say this, that it's a very small, exclusive group. And you've alluded to that, stated that in some way, shape or form, um, either here in this forum or in other forums. And um, can you elaborate on the, the niche set that this is? Uh, Nietzsche. The uh, Nietzsche. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that as far as I've heard, there's only just maybe over a dozen uh, guys that actually get booked for movie trailers. Right. Um, and I, I work, I work in the same venue, I guess I should say, with with a couple of them. Uh, Bo Weaver, uh, Tom Kane, they're both with Coat Management. Okay. And uh, so Bo Bo Weaver does the uh, 
the two-headed snake. Uh, he does that <laughs> that documentary style almost. He's the very narrative type uh, announcer. Right. Uh, of course, Tom Kane's got that straight, uh, the straight family sound. Right. And then there's Jim, and then there's that. There's a club within the club that I want to be in, uh, and I'm working on it. Uh, but there's that that's very small group of of movie trailer voice actors that also do cartoon voices, like Tom Jim Cummings does both. Both movie trailers, 14 on TBS. Very funny. It's the Big Bang Theory. Weeknight nights at 7. You know, but he also does all these cartoon characters. So there, there's, and Peter Cullen, he used to do a lot of movie trailers. Um, in fact, there's several movies that I bought just because DVDs, the only features they had back then, uh, were just the movie trailer. Yeah. Uh, and he did the trailer for it, so I bought the whole DVD just to hear him say, Lost in Space, Shredded PG-13. <laughs> uh, no. I'm going to stay focused this time. We're going to not waste your valuable time because you're so much fun to listen to. And I know you're having a a blast, but when I was going to, I was the only thing I was going to add to that was that there there's also that certain section of guys that that's the only voice they have. Like Ashton Smith, he's the Don LaFontaine replacement. The reason why I think I get booked so much is because I have a bigger range than that. He does. He, he just has that straight read. Every single movie trailer sounds the same. Oh, okay. uh, and I can, I, I have, I can branch out. I can do the comedy, the action adventure, the horror. I can go up and down the scale. So some of those guys get booked just because that's the way they sound. That's their voice. And that's the, actually the way they talk. Wow. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. No, thank you for elucidating on that because it's always been a mystery to so many people. Now, uh, how you get into that circle and even the smaller circle is going to be uh, based on really what your talent is and how yeah, you can. Comp- who you know. It's a, the biggest part of it is who you know. If my, my manager has his own trailer house, or my old manager did, uh, he had his own trailer house. My new manager has all these connections with all these production companies that do movie trailers specifically. Right. And it's, it's really about who you know. Because when you, when you audition for a movie trailer through somebody like them, as opposed to Voices.com, you're up against two, three people maybe. Right. And instead of hundreds and thousands. Right, right. And this is a small circle. Are there, now you mentioned the other small subset circle that you want to get in is those guys doing movie trails, but also doing animated characters. Yeah, there's so few of them. Tom Kane, Jim Cummings, Peter Cullen, uh, Bill Ratner, and there may be a couple others that have done some, some, trailer, uh, some uh, cartoon work. But those, uh, those are the ones I know for sure. And uh, I would love to be in that group. You so know, is that, this part of your bucket list? You know, you meant that is the bucket list. That's the only, <laughs> the only that, thing left. That, uh, that and getting into a, a Transformers job, because that's the, that franchise was what really was my inspiration to get into it in, in the first place. Right. So any kind of actual professional job for Transformers projects of some kind, whether it be a video game or an, an animated character. Um, what I've always told my wife and other people and friends of mine was that if I book a, a, a recurring character on a Transformers series, I'll be able to mark, mark all three of my remaining bucket list items off. <laughs> getting, a rema- getting a remaining character on an animated series, right. being in a Transformers project, and being in the group of movie trailer actors that are also, <laughs> that are also uh, cartoon voices. Fantastic. It's, I love <laughs> the specificity of it because it's yes. so tangible. You're going to do well, it. I didn't expect to go through my list so fast. I, had, uh, I always wanted to do a Star Wars project within my first month of doing this job. Uh, five years ago I got a Star Wars job and I wanted to be the voice of a toy I thought that'd be just so cool to be able to have a toy that had my voice on it boom yeah I know I saw <laughs> some of your stuff, of being in stuff you know, so I was just crossing them off as I, and I wanted a new movie trailer boom and I was like man I'm just blowing through this bucket list man boom 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 bam well you know what you better write some more on that list 
See, what you got here? You got, you got the bucket list right here. You got John Bailey down here. And he goes, yeah, he goes up right here. And he, boom, he hits the thing right there. <laughs> I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> that was just some John Madden for those football fans. <laughs> I just didn't know what you said. I was trying to understand the words. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you never can understand what he says because that doesn't make sense. Any- <laughs> hey, all you sexy, fabulous, wonderful, joyous, prosperous, wealthy, beautiful people. This is Rebecca Michaels-Haw also known as Love That Rebecca, of Love That VoiceOver. I wanted to thank you for listening. Tune in anytime since archives are online at Blog Talk Radio right now. So tell your friends, tell your other friends, tell everyone to tune in to Love That VoiceOver with Love That Rebecca, Rebecca Michaels-Haw. If you'd like to publicize a nonprofit charity or special event, just write me at Rebecca at lovethatrebecca.com with the details. All right, let's jump back in. What's the favorite project you participated in so far? That's hard, isn't it? It's so hard to say. Uh, it's probably always going to be the the Star Wars thing because I was that was the first uh, paid character that I'd gotten to do. Uh, it was for Star Wars. It was for Hasbro. Uh, I was doing the voice of a, of an animated character as well as uh, doing you know national commercials, and then I was also the used the same voice on several of the toys all from this just this one thing that i did and wonderful i i can't thank d bradley baker enough for not for being union when i was non-union because they 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 don't hire union voice actors for for those kind of jobs so fascinating able to voice match for captain rex got me all those jobs and and just crossed it that was just crossing back that, that was that was also the job because uh, it's actually a great story that's not in my bio um the power went out and I'd gotten the audition, and I, 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 either I was sick or something, something uh, that we, we forgot to, uh, to pay the power bill. And I, I, they were going to take a couple, we paid it, but it was going to take a few hours to get the power back on. But I couldn't record. Um, and I got this audition, and it said Star Wars, and I was like, holy cow, Star Wars. So I, that was back when I worked a full-time job at night. I was driving a forklift. And uh, on my way to work, I called the studio. I said, please, I'm begging you, please, please. I know this audition is past due. My power is off. Is there any way that you'll let me just record this and I'll have it waiting on you? As soon as I get, I get home at midnight, I'll have this job. I'll have this thing ready, ready to go. And she's like, all right, let me make some calls. And then she called me back in a few minutes. She said, they said it's fine. Just have it waiting on them in the morning when they come in or, or you can't get it in. And I, I, just, I just figured at least I'll be able to sleep at night knowing that I, I had auditioned for it. And what, rather than just let it go and be like, oh, well, I probably wouldn't have got it. Right. Anymore. And then months went by. I was like, well, you know, at least I tried. And then they called me up three months, three months later. They're like, hey. And then they made me feel really bad because they like, hey, you got that Transformers job. I was like, Transformers? I was like, oh, I'm sorry, Star Wars. So then the thing I would have been more excited about, I was less excited because she says Transformers first. <laughs> <laughs> and when I went to that session, the, the guy that was directing the session, I cannot remember his name. Uh, but we did a few sessions together and they, it was an ongoing job. I, I, I booked a few Hasbro jobs like every month for, for several months. And I think on my second or third session with the same guy working on the on the Star Wars stuff, he was the first person to call me a voice actor. He said, "You are my favorite voice because we were just blowing through takes. It wasn't we weren't doing fifty takes. We were just one two takes, and we were done and moving on to the next thing." And right. He's like, he's like, man, and it was on a Monday, and most people just hate Mondays. He's like, man, you're just blowing this away. He said, I got to say, you're my favorite voice actor to work with, and it's just like, oh my. Oh. <laughs> and John Smallheart grew three sizes that day. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, that's really great. Oh. So, coming from someone that worked on Star Wars, uh, worked on a Star Wars project, and then Tim, for him to call me a, an, a, a voice actor 
while I, I just became a professional and I was just, that was just a thrilling moment for me. I'll never forget that. Well, now what's been the most difficult moment so far in your career? Um, well, there's, there's always a difficult moment because I do uh, what's called voice matching. It's not called impressions anymore. Uh, they call it voice matching. And I was told by a very famous, if I said his name, everybody would know, instantly know who he is because he does both co- coaching and he's a very, very, very famous characters. Um, but he, uh, he told me that I'll never make any money doing impressions because I, I did a demo. I made the rookie mistake of doing a demo of other people's characters, which you should never ever do, everybody. Mm-mm. Make your own characters or call it a, you know, a voice matching demo instead. And I knew I was good. Uh, I, wasn't, I'm, I was no brag. I just, I had multiple people as a man. You can't tell the difference between you and the actual guy who does it. Yeah, that's... But there were still other people's characters. I did not create those characters. I was just doing a voice match for them. Right. And I was still under the, you know, still calling them impressions and impersonations and Im- imitations and mimic. mimic and, That's you know. true. You heard me say that earlier. The professional terms what you should use is, is called voice matching. We must be politically, um, so, professionally correct. Yeah. <laughs> when you do a voice match, it is no longer an impression. It is, you, you hear the original voice, you match it perfectly. It's, it's what ADR is, basically. Right. And you match it as perfectly as you can, and then they replace their dialogue with yours. And it's a lot cheaper for them, and you get paid and, and bragging rights. Right. <laughs> so every week I am shocked with the, the difficulty. Harrison Ford, uh, some, of the, some of the voices they throw my way to try to come up with. Wow. And the ones that I end up booking shock me. Like? Um, oh, uh, Br- Br- um, Bruce Greenwood. Bruce, Bruce Greenwood. Bruce Greenwood in, uh, in Star Trek Into Darkness. He plays Captain Pike. They, I worked on a Star Trek Into Darkness trailer, and they needed to replace some dialogue or have him talking off camera or something. I was like, I, there's no way I could sound like Bruce Greenwood. Because I knew he did the voice of, of Batman and the, the uh, Young Justice animated series as well as, as several of the animated features. And I was like, I can't, I can't even get close to that. But you did. I did, I did my, best, my best Bruce Greenwood, and I got booked for it. Wow. I was like, really? Wow. Okay. And so how do you? I, don't, I didn't make it. They actually got. I posted this on Facebook. They actually got Harrison Ford to replace the dialogue for a, a job that I'd actually done the the I'd gotten a callback for it too. I was like, really, Harrison Ford? That voice? I didn't think I sounded anything like it. And then my <laughs> booking agent sends me the link to the trailer. She goes, "Is this you?" And I listened to it. I was like, "Either that's the best Harrison Ford impression I've ever heard, or that's Harrison Ford." And she goes, "Oh yeah, they did get Harrison Ford." I was like, "Well, I can't be mad at that." Just <laughs> <laughs> Ford replaced himself. So. <laughs> I love that your booking agent called you and asked you in that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's been times where I've heard my voice and the company I did it. That, this goes into some of the, you know, you were wanting to talk about some of the problems in the industry. Right. Uh, I heard my voice on the spot and I knew it was me instantly. It was actually in the movie theater. Uh, it was that really raunchy comedy called Movie 43. And uh, I had replaced one of the guys that was in that. I had replaced some dialogue. I, th- I think they just couldn't understand it very well. Right. The original. Right. And, I knew my voice, even though it was doing another voice. Right. And, so that's, and I heard it in the movie theaters during the previews. It was like, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> I called up the agent because I hadn't heard a thing about it. I didn't think I got the job. It had been months and months later. And they had to go back and forth. And the company said, no, no, it's not him. It's the, and I was like, no, that is me. That's tricky. So I, got, I had to bring the agency in and they fought for it. And I finally got paid for it. And then I heard the same clip again used in another trailer later on. And they was like, look, if you keep fighting this, this company will never hire you again and then then word will spread these 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 type trailer houses they're all very uh, very close-knit group and then word will spread that you're hard to work with and they won't hire you anymore it's like fine just let it go it's not worth the money right yeah. 
there's always that there's always that chance the same thing with uh, doing an audition and sending them the, the the audition file and then using it and you're not getting paid through some of these websites it's it's a it's a risk it's a gamble that she has it's you a gamble to yeah and there are yeah. strategies around uh, all of that but it's fascinating that you found that such circumstances it's not been that long for you okay you're you're really kind of a phenomenal uh, circumstance and I'm really excited for you but has there been anything that you did that you think kind of backfired on you um, I don't think backfired. I've taken steps because of that happening. I've taken, I always take steps to prevent this from happening. Number one, always save every email, the original audio reference files, the original scripts, your original recordings, save everything mm. because that will be evidence for your agent to say, no, this is my boy. This is not your guys. This is my guy. Right. And, you know, and then keep an ear out. You, you need to be as connected as the matrix. You know, you have that cord, you have that internet cord plugged into the back of your head you need to be able to see every every tv channel that might be playing something that you worked on every internet outlet because sometimes these trailers they don't even go to the television and you're like oh i didn't even get it and it might be on somebody's youtube channel they used your voice and you didn't even know that they booked you uh and you don't get paid for it because well you know nobody knew yeah so i i subscribe to every single company's uh youtube channel that i know produces these these spots and i know that they've worked with me in the past if they're companies that i've worked for i subscribe to them so as soon as like today i posted even on your on your on your facebook group <laughs> uh i posted the uh, breaking bad season five uh tv spot that i worked on i didn't even know i invoice I, I got booked for it and the spot's already out i I knew that's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Keep an eye out and uh, always keep your ears and eyes open in case something pops up because then you can say, hey, I didn't get paid for this. Right. So, yeah, preventative measures. Right. They, they very much help. Great. Okay. Well, we're going to take this as a great point for a break. Uh, now that we've talked about some of those those things in the closet, we're going to come out of the closet <laughs> when we get back. You're going to hang in with us, John. After these messages, we'll be right back. <laughs> We will be back next week 